Hello and welcome to Case Reopened, your number one Detective Conan rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tally Treese. I'm joined by the one, the only, the Snow Woman herself, Colleen. How are you? Hi, Tyler. I'm good. I'm very cold. Because I'm the yeah, Snow Woman. Yeah, you have woman. a tragic backstory. That's right. Where you where you joined a Detective Conan rewatch podcast. That's the that's why people feel such sympathy towards you. Yeah, true horror story right there. Indeed. And we're also joined by everybody's favorite tiny mechanical doll, Kyle Bradford. Click 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 click. That's the the sound they make, right? That's a yes. That's a yes. Can you do that in Kogro's voice? Click, 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 click. That was actually not that bad. You know, I'm, it was uh, pretty I'm terrible. a master of my craft. <laughs> Thank you for the support, Tyler. So we got two episodes to go through today. And first up is the episode 94 of the series, The Snow Woman's Legend Murder Case. This originally aired March 9th, 1998. At the beginning of the episode, Conan says, Today is the legend of the snow woman. A sad case that can freeze your heart. <gasps> Have you ever had your heart frozen, Kyle? Frozen? Yeah, by a woman that was as, as cold as ice. I feel like if my heart was frozen, I would have died. So, uh, unfortunately, you res- no. You can resuscitate somebody. After back being up. frozen? Yeah. I don't know. Have you never seen the movie with the caveman? Like, what, Weird Science? No, no, no. Weird Science for where they make a woman. All right. There's a movie with a caveman. Ice Age. Ice Age. <laughs> Ice Age is damn Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a movie where they, the, they get a damn caveman and they thaw him out. Come on, man. What what are you re- talking about? There's a movie. Movie thought out caveman. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You Encino man. Brendan? Come on. Encino man. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure that's based on real science. Uh but the answer is no, I've never seen that movie. Alright, well anyhow. <laughs> what about Demolition <laughs> Man? I've that's seen Demolition totally Man. Totally different plot. Is it? Do they thaw somebody out? Yeah, but he's out frozen. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's like a guy who comes from the past of super crime. Super crime? Super crime. I don't know. Well, I was yeah, talking so about they, Encino. It's man. in a world where they Classic. freeze all the criminals. Sean Astin, Brendan Fraser, Pauly Shore. How have you not seen this movie, man? Uh, what would you rate it out of 10? A 10. Wow. Has a 25 on Metacritic, so it was right up my alley. Have you ever seen uh, Iron Man? With Robert Downey Jr.? Uh, it, yeah. I've uh, I've seen The Wolf Man. Have you ever seen uh, A Serious Man? <laughs> I've lost the plot here. Are you just saying movies <laughs> with man in it? The Irish Man? <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. That's another one. Uh, Scent of a Spider-Man. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a subversion. 
The Bicentennial Man. That's a good film. All right, anyhow, I just wanted to quote the damn foreigner song, Cold as Ice. <laughs> I was going to say women are as cold as ice, willing to sacrifice our love. Yeah. Ice, ice, baby. That's vanilla ice. <laughs> Episode the starts off man. Of... God damn it. <laughs> Inside man. Yes, man. Jim Carrey. Kyle, I'm going to make my way to fucking Wisconsin or wherever the Missouri, wherever the fuck you are, and check you out if you don't stop listening to fucking movies with man in it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Episode begins at a private ski lodge where we see Conan, Ron, and Kogo watching a television show. In it, a woman says that while her body will perish, her spirit will someday return with the snow. She then leaps into a lake to kill herself this is pretty dramatic colleen when you uh eventually bite the bullet are you gonna do something so dramatic who knows um maybe for entertainment value yeah are you gonna set up a elaborate like suicide that doesn't look like a suicide like use some counting murder tricks yeah, like once I eventually finish watching Detective Conan, I'm definitely going to set up a trick because I want people to try and figure out how I did it. Wouldn't it be disappointing if you went through all that trouble and then like they just didn't care? Like, to, like, yeah, nobody it cared. <laughs> that's, that's probably likely what's going to happen. Like, I can't be bothered to try and figure this out. She's gone. Good riddance. Wait, are you like an old lady, Colleen? Or is this like a... Well, by the time anybody finishes Conan, she's definitely going to be an old lady. <laughs> That's very true. I have to see all of Conan first. I'll be one, too. You won't be an old lady. What, are you going to have a gender swap? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Uh, they're all startled by a tiny mechanical doll that's called a Karakuri doll that offers them a cup of tea. Kogoro takes it from the doll and it then returns to the inn's owners, Genbi and Keio Kitamura. Ron tells them that the television show was scary, while Conan says that there's no way it could be real. Keio explains that the region has been famous for the appearance of the Snow Woman since ancient times, and that maybe she'll appear tonight. Ooh. Have you ever stayed anywhere, Kyle, that had, like, uh, some folklore, like, some myths attached to it? I don't think so, but I feel like that would, you know, deter me from staying there. You wouldn't want to stay at, like, a haunted Gettysburg uh, hotel or something like that? No, I don't... <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea. Not that I believe in ghosts. I feel like if ghosts have a beef with you... You know, that's when you got an issue. So just don't beef with ghosts. You'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? Don't beef with ghosts. What about you, Colleen? Would you beef with the ghosts? Um, nah. <laughs> okay. Why are there no ghosts from, like, modern times? There are. 
Are there? I yeah. You always see ghosts from like you know the eighteen hundreds, which like chains and like. Well, shit was worse back then. Now people have like video games. They just move on to the afterlife. Because of games. Well, they had nothing better to do. Like think about in the eighteen hundreds. Like what what were they gonna do? Play with a ball and a cup? So yeah, they're just gonna haunt shit. They had nothing better to move on to. So because we have games. Well, yeah, they, we, we got go to more heaven? entertainment. You can get yeah. They probably have iPads in heaven now. But like when people died in the eighteen hundreds, they didn't know there was gonna be iPads, so now they're kind of stuck here. Gamers truly do rise up. Two actresses, Kanashita Akiko and Asanuma Yuko, then arrive at the lodge for the night. They have reservations, and Genbi tells them that he has their ski equipment ready. Kogoro overhears the name and runs out in order to meet Akiko, who actually starred in the Snow Woman TV show they were just watching. Kogoro Did you guys feel him. like he was cheating on... Uh, uh, what's her name? What's the Aaron? name of the... No, no, no. Oh, Yoko Okino? Yoko Okino. (laughs) Oh my god, was he cheating on his bias? That's right. Interesting. You know, he's a man that... There's enough Kogoro to go around, you know? He can have many loves. Can can Kogoro truly stan multiple people? I think so, because, like, I watch a lot of anime, and I have a waifu in each series. It's not like I just have one waifu. But they exist in different universes. You know? They'd never know. Hmm. That's true. Damn. We should put this to the fans. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know if it's (laughs) improper to stand two women celebrities. Kegra introduces himself and tells her what a fabulous job she did in her role. She reveals that it wasn't actually her that jumped into the lake, as it was Yuko, her uh, stunt double, that did it. Kiko then asks where the bathroom is, and Yoko informs her of where it is before Ko can answer. Yoko then asks if she got the room she requested, which is near a persimmon tree, and she's informed that she has it. Interesting. Yeah, what'd you think about this, Kyle? This lady seems to know the layout of this place, despite never been being here before. Yeah, immediately shady. Especially the way that Conan looks at her whenever he's like, oh, I can show you where the bathroom is. You yeah. dork. Yeah. Um, this is definitely one of those episodes that we've had before. Remember the guy with the... Uh, uh, with the the tanned guy who had like the watch and one of those episodes where you kind of know the culprit immediately sure and you know like somebody's super shady and you just have to figure out how they did it but unlike those episodes i feel like everything was like super straightforward here to where there's there was never any real mystery was i, I just like i agree with you was yeah it was like way too simple okay because like i never yeah, I first we're on the same like, page I felt like Conan was behind me, which is, like, never a thing that ever happens during this show. <laughs> right. Like, Come on, man. Um, back in the room, Kogoro passes out, and Conan asks Ron how Yoko knew where the bathroom was if it's her first time here. Ron tells him that he's too curious and says that bathrooms are often built in the same direction and location in old houses. Ron then yawns and opens the window, and much to her horror, she sees the snow woman in the distance. Oh. <gasps> Conan goes to look outside and sees nothing, and their discussion wakes up Kogoro, who also looks outside and doesn't see anything. Ron then passes it off as an illusion, and they go to sleep. 
Uh, one thing that kind of disappointed me in this episode, we didn't really get much uh, folklore about the Snow Woman. Right, yeah, I wasn't totally sure on like what the heck the legend was supposed to be exactly. Yeah, they never go into it, except for this one killed herself, which, like, okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, Pretty were cool. you guys assuming that it was some sort of love story? Like, whatever, she was a jilted woman, and she then... Well, all women are jilted. The snow and- That's just in their personality. You're a jilted woman, Colleen. What does that mean? Sure. <laughs> all women are jilted. So they are. They're just naturally jilted. They have a... Edge on their, you know, edge on their shoulder. A chip? Chip on their shoulder? Yeah, I knew I wasn't saying that. Because <laughs> like an edge. An edge on their shoulder? I was like, what the fuck does that mean? But I was committed to saying it. Even though I had no clue. We should have let yeah, it slide. Yeah, you convinced me. Go. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, like, man, that ain't right. Fans, write in. Are all women jilted? Well, that's obviously... <laughs> Not, not to get in spoilers for future episodes, but I'm just saying women are two for two as being murderers for the night. Well, I mean, this is the theme of this episode. Everything's very straightforward, so I feel like if I'm laying out an easy question, then it's just part of the theme right now. Yeah, women like to keep things simple. It's a... Jeez know. Louise. <laughs> so the next I'm thing trying is to keep Yoko it simple and... for my male co-host. Oh, thank you. So the next day we see Yoko and Akiko leaving and putting ski masks on to stay warm. Kagura says that they look like robbers and they tell him that they can't afford to get sunburned because they're actresses. Fancy. While on the slopes, Conan and Ron laugh at Kagura skiing into a tree while seeing the actresses ski into the woods. The three of them and Yoko then arrive back at the lodge once it starts to snow and she says that Akiko wanted to ski a bit longer. She reveals that Akiko actually has a weak body, to the surprise of everybody. Kogoro starts worrying about Akiko, but then she arrives and asks where Yoko is. While walking back to the room, she coughs, and everybody wonders if she has a cold. Uh, Do note that she's still in full ski gear during this time, so we didn't actually see her face. Yoko brings out their food to the kitchen and says that Akiko didn't have much of an appetite and is resting right now. She asks to use the bath and is told she can have it until 8 o'clock. While Kogoro and Conan are soaking in the men's bathhouse, they hear her coughing and Yoko telling Akiko that she should go see a doctor. Akiko says she'll go back to her room, and then Yoko asks Mori to have a drink together after they are finished bathing. The scene is very funny, knowing what we know later on in the episode. <laughs> yeah, what were your thoughts here, Kyle? Did you think like uh, somebody was dead yet? I mean, no, I didn't think anyone was dead, but, I mean, per a later revelation, uh, it just, this is hilarious to think about in concept. I, I kind of, like, knew some, something was up the entire time. Like, everything, just, like, the way she, that, like, she suddenly had a cough, so we know, like, oh, that must be her when they just cough, and then, like, mm-hmm. everything was shady. Like, we didn't we didn't see Yoko's fa- face, or, sorry, we didn't right, see Akiko's face. Mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it all seems. Yeah, you always know something's up when they're dressed, when they're fully dressed. You're like, okay, they're they're trying to hide their identities for some reason. Kegger learns that she'll be doing theater next, and that Kika will be the star, just like in television. 
They run out of booze, and Akiko says that she has some whiskey in her room and goes to go get it. However, when she comes back, she's empty-handed and says that it was at the bottom of the bag and that Akiko will deliver it later. Yoko then goes to open the door, but Kokoro gets up and opens it for her, but nobody is there. A few seconds later, Yoko opens the door and retrieves the whiskey. They then finish drinking, and Yoko tells Ron to take a bath and that she'll join them after she sees how Akiko's doing. Did you find that strange how Yoko immediately got up and then was able to get whiskey from her when Kagero opened the door and nobody was like even around? She was a ghost. Oh. Clearly. She was the, uh, what's the legend? Snow woman? She's snow the, woman? She was the snow woman. Ah. Kyle, you figured it out just like Kogoro. <laughs> What were you thinking, Colleen, at this point? Oh, I I thought something was up, but I didn't... I guess I didn't know if the doll was involved, because I didn't realize that it was actually in the hallway. I thought maybe she just planted the whiskey somewhere, and Kogoro didn't see it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I thought until this next scene. Because I was like, huh, yeah. maybe she just had it out of reach or something. Kogoro then sees a doll at the end of the hallway and says that he didn't see it before. He then says he must have drank too much tonight. But Ron is taking a bath. She once again sees the snow woman in the distance. She tells Kogoro and Conan about it. And then Yoko runs into their room. She says that something terrible has happened and that she found Akiko's will on the bed. She tried looking for Akiko, but she was nowhere to be found. The note says that Akiko had lung cancer, just like her father, and what? that she wants to die like the snow woman. What the fuck? <laughs> what? This is just so silly. Had a cough earlier that day, has lung cancer. Well, she has a weak body. Oh, I just... Oh, what an episode this is. <laughs> What's not to believe, Kyle? You're right. You're right. Personally, I thought we learned from me too that we should believe women, Kyle. Oh boy. <laughs> Kegura tells Yoko to call the police immediately and tells the rest of them to get ready as they'll go search for her. Conan mentions that Akiko was making an appointment with a salon, so it doesn't seem likely that she'd commit suicide. However, Kogura says suicidal urges can be sudden, so he doesn't buy too much into that. They go outside to search. Uh, but they can't find her. The next morning, though, her body is found just like the snow woman, and she's dead, Kyle. Oof. In the snow. Big oof. Big oof. Uh, we then meet a police detective named Kawada, who shows the body to Yoko, and then meets Kogoro, who he has heard of before. So Does Kawada was... show back up again? Oh, hell no. Okay. He definitely <laughs> seemed like a one-off guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's never never seen again. Okay. Uh, he says that he found a sleeping pill bottle next to the corpse, and then gets statements from everybody from the timeline of events. She committed suicide after delivering the whiskey at 10 p.m. He then shows them photos of Akiko's corpse, and Conan notices something. He then checks the body out and looks outside at the tree, which shows signs of being climbed. Conan then uses a ladder to get up top and finds footprints across the roof. He asks, he asks the couple that owns the inn where the previous owners uh, are and learns that they live in the next town over. He then says he has a quick question for them and says this wasn't a suicide but a murder. Ah, who Whoa. Was a murder in this show? What a surprise. 
Who would have thought? Kawada says that the case was obviously a suicide, so Kenan knocks out Kokoro. He tells him not to take away the corpse just yet, as it was actually a murder. He tells the cop that will never appear ever again to take a look at the crime scene and says that Akiko's hair is still under the collar of her kimono. Big fashion flaw. Jeez, girl. (laughs) Obviously. I can't believe she did that. Yeah, he says, someone who was prepared to walk down the road of death wouldn't have been so careless. Uh, I feel like they would. Like, this part made no sense to me. Like, oh, I'm really going to put on some makeup before I kill myself. Come yeah, on, who man. would give a shit? Yeah. No, it's so true. I thought this was, I thought it was like a weak part of the deduction. I was like, okay. So her hair is tucked in. Big deal. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and that's basically what Yoko says. She's like, Akiko wasn't in a sane state of mind and probably wasn't paying attention to her hair, you dweeb. So, a point to Yoko Go off, go off, queen. Go off, queen. Kogoro tells Kawada to look at the photos again and shows how the body is placed deep within the snow. He says the snow began falling around 5pm and that it stopped by 8pm. If she had committed suicide after 10pm, then she shouldn't be buried deep. He then says her face has some block foundation on, and there's no need to apply it at night if she's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> there's also no reason to apply it during the day if you're going to die, too, Conan, <laughs> just for the record. Goddamn, that's hilarious. Uh, he then says that she was fooled into taking sleeping pills by Yoko. Yoko says that Akiko brought them whiskey last night, and Kogoro disputes that, saying it was all an act by Yoko. She had made the reservations here and chose this place as it was able for her to become two people at the same time. Since she worked as her stunt double, it was easy for them to fool them by pretending to be Akiko. He says that she worked there part-time one winter when she was a student, and that the previous owners remembered her. Kogoro also says that she had Akiko drink the dissolved sleeping pills while she was on the mountain, and then dressed her up in the snow woman's outfit. He says that the snow woman that Ron saw on the first night was actually Yoko, and that she went to hide the white kimono that time. There were two sets of the snow woman's outfit for both of them, and she went out to bury one of them there. She later used that to put it on Akiko while she slept. She then came back to the lodge, changed into Akiko's blue outfit, climbed the tree outside, and re-entered the building pretending to be Akiko. She uh, pretended to be two people at the baths, so that scene that Kyle thought was funny was just her talking to herself the entire time. <laughs> what if she was doing, like, a very blatant, like, incorrect voice, too? You know? <coughs> oh, Akiko, you need to really go visit a doctor. Okay, I guess I will. Just like that. That's good, I really care about you, I wouldn't want anything to happen to you, let alone you die. Oh, you're so sweet. I know you'd never kill me. <laughs> and Conan and Kogoro were just completely fooled by this. Heroes of the show. Oh, totally. If this was Yoko Okino, though, Kogoro would know that there was something up. Yeah, of course. He's only seen this woman once. He's he can discern her voice. Yeah. Her final act was pretending to be the snow woman that Ron saw while she was taking a bath. And this was all to change the time of death. Um, so while I wasn't really, like, impressed by the trick here, at least there's some logic to everything that she was trying to manipulate the time of death, so. This at least makes sense, even if 
I don't feel like anybody was tricked here. Oh yeah, for sure. Props yeah. to to what's her name? Is it Yoko or Akiko? Yoko. <laughs> Props to Yoko for planning this out. But uh, yeah, it was. She gave it her all. She gave it the good old college try. <laughs> Kigura then explains that the whiskey being brought was also an act, and that she used one of the Karakuri dolls. She merely had the doll deliver it. And Kogoro didn't see it when he looked out in the hallway because it was behind him getting ready to turn. Uh, she then picked it up and uh, put the doll back when she went to the bathroom. Kogoro says Akiko's fingerprints won't be found on the whiskey bottle, and that is proof of the crime. She probably could have gotten her to touch the whiskey bottle. You feel like this seems like an over. <laughs> like, you have all this meticulously planned out. That seems like a pretty big oversight in my eyes. It's true. I liked how they weaved the doll into the episode, though. I thought it was a. Uh, yeah. It was fun. I wish it was a little bit more. Same thing with, like, I guess that's sort of the theme of the episode, huh? Like, there's a lot of interesting ideas that don't get fleshed out well enough. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to learn more about these dolls and more about the Snow Woman. Well, Tyler, isn't there a, another episode with the dolls? I don't know if they're in the same place, but I, I remember that there was another one with these mechanical dolls. Like, Maybe. way down the road, though. If you say so, sure. We'll go with it. Yeah, so you have so that to look forward to, Maybe we'll see to, them Kyle. make a return. So, uh, Yoko admits to the crime and reveals that she forged the will... While it's true that her father died, she didn't actually have lung cancer. Damn. Um, Yoko says that she was always losing to Akiko, and that she lost to her in their very first audition. This kept happening, and people eventually told her that she looks just like Akiko, and that, sorry, we're not a celebrity look-alike show. Uh, Boom! So it seemed like she was always going to remain in her shadow, and that's why she killed Akiko. She then burst into tears as if we were supposed to feel bad for her. Yeah, fuck her. Yeah, see, this is actually why Kyle gave up hosting, because he knew that I was going to get jealous of always being in your shadow, and I was going to kill you one day. I didn't want to get murdered. Yeah, smart yeah. man. <laughs> Aw, but then we missed Tyler doing Kyle's voice behind a screen. Pretending to be two people. Oh, that's oh, where we, the joke was. I was like, yeah, hold we, on. <laughs> okay, maybe we didn't get it. Apparently Kyle didn't get it. I didn't get it. <laughs> it took me a minute. It took me a minute. I'm there. I'm there. After the ending song, we see all three of them snowboarding while Kogoro falls and becomes a giant snowman. Conan and Ron both laugh and toss snow at Kogoro until he flips out and breaks free from the snow. So, Kogoro a funny little end after some murders. Kogoro is oppressed. Kokoro's oppressed. <laughs> He's oppressed. He's bullied he, by his family. He really is. Are you kidding me? Kokoro's always hitting Conan. Child abuse. But he, he deserves it. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> we'll, we'll see this next episode where he definitely deserved getting hit. Young Conan did. Um, so, Kyle, what'd you think of the Snow Woman murder case? The legend... I was extremely disappointed. Um, I don't know what it is about Conan, but every time they set up something supernatural-y, I get very hyped, only to be extremely disappointed. They never really delve that far into it. Maybe it's just because like they wouldn't have had the time. 
but it feels like this is just a real half-baked of an episode. So, one of the times where it actually lands is the two-parter that you haven't watched yet, because you haven't gone back and caught up. So, I really want to hear you about it has monks and it has this bad, evil Oni guy. Very good episode. So, we'll see if you still think that way once you get caught up. We'll see. So, I guess we'll never <laughs> we'll see never it. We'll never see it. It's a little tease. It's a little tease. Uh, so, Kyle, did you think this was an anime original or a manga adaptation? Oh, boy. I could see the arguments for both. Because um, it does have hack writing, so like, you're definitely <laughs> like, hmm, what's this good <laughs> Well, the reason why I would think it's a manga episode is just because it feels like there's a lot going on here that's not properly fleshed out. So, I could see that, but... Like Based off, like the anime adaptation was like uh, rushed. Like it feels that way, it. but based on your guys' reaction, I'm gonna go with it's a anime original. You're correct. It is an anime original. I win. For once. What do you yeah. win? Uh, the chance to catch up on Conan all the episodes <laughs> that you've. Oh, missed out. that's a great prize! Congratulations. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so colleen were you equally as underwhelmed by this episode yes indeed um for all the reasons that we've already mentioned like not enough of the snow woman legend the trick was pretty easy to figure out i guess it was nice to see some of the comical kogoro moments like him sucking on skis but We've also already seen that. We've seen we've seen exactly. him on the ski slopes many times at this point and he's bad at it. So true. Why does he keep going back? I don't know. I guess Ron You get knocked down. You get up again. Maybe he just wants to see some ski bunnies. Yeah, I would not put him past him. And it kind of is funny coming right off of the two parter that we talked about last week because they haven't gone it seems like they haven't gone back to Tokyo. They're just like up in the mountains somewhere, first traversing, yeah. now skiing. So the next Conan's hint is candy. Yum. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a song with candy, but no, it was the milkshake song. What's the milkshake song? I am not song? going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Callus? Is that who sings it? My milkshake brings all the yes, boys to the yard? Yes, that is the song I am referring to. All right, why don't you recite that a bit? <laughs> nope. I can't on, hear it me. unless, you know, yeah. you perform oh, it. Oh, really? It's on the tip of my ear. Give a, give us some bars. Nope. <laughs> Come on, Colleen. <laughs> nope. So, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, hmm. What are they like, Colin? It's better than yours. Are they like... Damn right. <laughs> what is it? It's I would, better than I yours. You, but I'd have to charge. I don't know. Yeah, thank you. There we go. Round of applause, everybody. Round of applause. That was just as underwhelming as this episode. <laughs> well, I was hoping you would spit some bars, but you weren't really filling up to it. Well, I don't want to hurt people's Just like Kogoro can't ski. There will be more opportunities, just just like Kogoro and, and skiing. Just like you and rewatching the episodes that you missed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Cannon says, next time, Uncle lands in a tight spot. And Ron chimes in that it's because of things like this that Mom left him. And Cannon goes, yep, yep. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say a little teaser for the next episode, which is episode 95, Kogro's Date Murder Case, which originally aired March 16th, 1998. I was so excited for this. Kogro, going out on a date. I was hyped for it, too. I was... Well, we'll get to it. I don't want to... Don't want to what? I don't want to reveal what I thought of the episode. <laughs> okay. Kenan starts off the episode by saying, Surprisingly, today's story is about Uncle's date. Many things create a stir today. Is this cheating? What do you mean? Is this cheating? No, they're separated. They're separated, but they're not divorced, right? Not. That's right. Yeah, but they're separated. Also, he doesn't even really go on a date. Yeah, he really doesn't. He, he sleeps through it. <laughs> he fucking just... <laughs> he goes on a drive with a woman. Like, it's there's zero romance here. Sleeping he gets picked up by on a date. almost a stranger. And yeah, passes the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And then tries to get, like... get used as an alibi. <laughs> So the episode begins with Kevin and Ron enjoying some pizza that they had delivered. Ron says that if Kogro was here, they wouldn't be able to eat food like this. She then remarks how careless her father is, that he left his wallet, watch, and everything at home. Is the implication here that they just stole money from Kogro and ordered out some pizza to eat? That's what I assumed. <laughs> that rules. Where are they going to get money? Oh, really? I didn't catch it at all. Are you being sarcastic? Or... No, where are they going to get money? Of no, 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 I was asking Colleen. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, I, I'm not being sarcastic. I didn't even make that connection. I just sort of assume that I don't food like manifests itself in Kogoro's apartment. Okay. Okay, you are being sarcastic. God damn it. What do you mean it just manifests itself? Manifest destiny. Like, her explaining that she's not sarcastic sounds way more sarcastic. Well, as it's I was true. voted both the most suspicious and most innocent, I feel like I'm just playing my role here. <laughs> okay, you saw oh, the poll. Oh, I did. Okay. <laughs> How'd you see the poll? You're not on Twitter. Twitter's public. She stalks out our Twitter. Interesting. Oh, I... Th Very I interesting. Was, I thought this okay. was common knowledge. That's pretty suspicious yet innocent. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everyone. To be on Twitter without being on Twitter. Jeez. Yeah, I, I DM'd Kyle, and I was like, I'm so proud of how sexist our audience is. <laughs> I was bummed that I lost. You haven't yeah. stolen anything <laughs> lately. You haven't, like, been a thief. Lately? <laughs> see, every, everybody knows. So here's the thing. You don't seem innocent. You just seem suspicious. Oh, okay. That's your problem. So Kyle. I'm everybody stupid. Everybody knows you're guilty. <laughs> That's understandable. Uh, Cameron says that Kogoro must have been too excited as he's meeting a friend that he hasn't seen in 10 years. And like, phew, I was so glad that the friend didn't like commit a crime because that seems to be the, the running gag every time Kogoro reconnects with people. They wind up murdering somebody. Yeah, this guy just doesn't ever appear. <laughs> we see him for a bit. Uh, Ron says that uh, Conan's right and that her dad will be drinking all night, so he'll be back late. We then see Kogoro ending his night early with his friend. As his friend's having a company emergency that he needs to attend to, they bid farewell, and Kegro is then waiting for the train at 7.30. He gets on it and notices that there's six stops until Baker Station, 
and then he snoozes off. He wakes up at his stop and barely exits on time. We almost see him get caught in the doors closing, which is very funny. He then finds candy in his mouth, wonders when he ate it. <laughs> what the fuck? And then just what pops it this? back in. Absolutely. Pretty bold move. It was the Conan tank candy. Yeah, but Kogro just doesn't <laughs> even think twice about it. He's like, okay. This suspicious yet innocent looking candy. I guess if it's what already been in your mouth. Yeah, it's already in your mouth, so why not finish it? I don't know. Maybe it's a slow reactive poison. You might as well not finish it. What if Kogoro turned into a little boy like Conan? Oh my goodness. That'd be cute. Yeah, I like this show. Is that a thing that's ever happened? Oh yeah, it happens all the time, Kyle. No, uh, come on, come on. I mean, like like in a Elseworld story, but Detective Conan version? I don't know. I'm sure Spencer is writing up a fan fiction about <laughs> it right now. I hope so. While walking home, Kigoro sees a cherry tree, and he just sits down to appreciate the elegant view. He's like, man, that's beautiful. Yeah, you gotta be drunk to do that. I don't know. I, I, I would like to... When I lived in Philadelphia, there were some cherry trees nearby. I liked to walk to them out, like in the middle of the night. It was nice. Enjoying the scenery? Yeah. Pretty gay. Oh. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Kegger then gets tired again and passes out briefly. Kegger is waking up uh, by this woman running, and she's feverishly going through the belongings in a car. He recognizes her as Shimamura Sachiko. And introduces himself, saying that they met a few times at Cafe Poirot, which is right underneath the, the Mori Detective Agency. We'll get to see that more times in the future, Kyle. Ooh. This is actually the first time we've heard of it, I think. I think so. I haven't really seen it. A nearby clock then goes off, and Kegoro notices that he forgot his watch, but believes the time to be 8 p.m. She asks Kegoro to go on a drive with her, as she knows an, a nice place with a great nighttime view, but it's hard to go without a date. Kegura happily agrees and gets into her car, thinking he's going to get some punani. <laughs> nah, he doesn't. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm following along with the notes, and then I was like, wait a minute. She tells him to put the seat back if it's too cramped, and he drops his pen before picking it back up. She says that she was working alone at the office tonight, but was worried about her roommate who has a cold. She went to check on her and wants to hear stories from Kogoro as that will be useful for her work. Okay, how the hell will it be useful for her work? She works at, like, an import store. Like, how will, like, murder mysteries, like, <laughs> help I've, her? I've been so confused this whole episode about her and Kogoro's relationship. Like, every right? level of it. How do they know each other? Well, just they came just out met of at a cafe. Right. At the cafe. Uh, just sometime? Yeah, she she visits the cafe. This deserves at least two and minutes And Kogoro's horny, so he's like... Hey, baby. He's like Johnny Bravo. Every chick he sees, he talks up. My so God. he remembered her. He is. Uh, Kegura says the night is still young while glancing at her car clock, which shows that it's just after 8, and then it fast forwards to just after 10 p.m. Kegura walks Sachiko back to her apartment and tells her goodnight when she finds that her door's unlocked. Kegura's like, damn, am I getting inside? Um, so he opens the door... And they find her roommate dead, having been stabbed. And he's with like, a just knife. my luck. Damn. Talk about a mood killer. Good thing I, I have this like, candy. Yeah, this this roommate's quite the cock blocker. 
to go and get herself killed just so Kagura couldn't score. How insensitive of her. They call the police, and we see Meguri and Takagi at the scene. Takagi explains that the victim is Takanaka Kazumi, a 29-year-old presenter that works at trade shows. He estimates the time of death to be about two and a half hours ago, around 9 p.m. Meguri then asks why Conan and Ron are suddenly there, and Kogoro explains that he called them to tell them what happened, and then they came over. Ron's mad that her father was in a woman's apartment, and uh, Kogoro then starts going over the layout of the apartment with Meguri. Uh, they both have bedrooms that are separated by a wall, and then they open into the kitchen. There's a glass sliding door uh, on the side, and it was a bit open when they walked in, and Sajiko believes her roommate must have forgotten to lock it. The killer likely came in that way. And then Conan quite dangerously demonstrates that he's able to jump from the emergency stairs onto the veranda there. Fucking daredevil. What is up with this kid? Did they set that up prior? No. What do you mean he they set it up? He just did that on his own? He just goes and does it, yeah. So Kegura picks up the boy and brings him back inside after hitting him. And I felt like this was a proper reason to hit him. Like, what the hell is you doing? I like when he holds Conan like a bowling ball, because he's a tiny boy with a big old head. He is. Kogoro says that the culprit came in to steal items and didn't notice that Kazumi was still there as she was sick in bed. They woke her up while looking for valuables, and then stabbed her when she went to check out the situation. The killer then ran out the front door, so it must have been a random burglar. Huh. Were you buying this, Kyle? Uh, absolutely. Everything checks out. Time to go home. Yep, that's kind of what they did here. (laughs) (laughs) Meguri asks Sachiko for her alibi, and she says that she was driving with Kogoro at 9pm. Ron asks him why he wasn't with his friend, and Kogoro explains that he had to leave early due to business matters. Kogoro then bumped into Sachiko behind the middle school, and they left at 8pm. They went to the perfect place to view the Toto Bay Bridge, and got there about 830 they then got juice and beer from a vending machine, the peak of a romantic activity, and talked for one and a half hours. They then headed back around 10, 10 p.m., and Sachiko stopped at her office for 10 minutes and then arrived at her apartment at 10.50 p.m. Meguri asked what she was doing behind the middle school, and she explains that she runs a small import sales office in downtown Akabono. She was doing overtime work, then went to check her roommate at 7.50 p.m. because she was sick. She saw her sleeping and then returned to her car. Conan asks why she parked there rather than the parking lot. And Sachiko says that the parking lot is complicated as it has two levels and she was just going to be there for a minute. Conan says that she could have just parked in front of the apartment, but she explains that she would have blocked the bus there. Meguri then finds a package addressed to Sachiko and she hasn't actually seen it before. She doesn't remember seeing it when she stopped by this afternoon. And Meguri says he'll ask the courier about it. The next day, the family is eating. And Kenan's still bothered by the murder. He's uh, wondering why she parked by the school. Meanwhile, Ron asks Kogoro what he was talking about with Sachiko for an hour and a half. And Kogoro asks what she's insinuating and that he has nothing to hide. He then admits that he does have something to hide as they only talked for 30 minutes as he fell asleep <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> what is he doing? He's, he's been out of the dating scene for a long time, guys. Why did he not talk about that? He woke up after 10 p.m. and Ron just laughs at her father having fallen asleep in the middle of a date. Poor Kagura. He's the real villain. 
Kogoro's the Who? victim. Kogoro. <laughs> no, alcohol is, not Kogoro. Alcohol. <laughs> Conan asks Kogoro how he knew the time if he forgot his watch, and Kogoro explains that he looked at the car's time and saw clocks at the train station. He says it was 7.30 when he boarded at Shibahama Station, and Conan does the math, and it takes 15 minutes to get to Baker Station, and from there it takes 10 minutes to walk to the middle school. So everything works out time-wise. Conan's completely satisfied by the story and then happily goes to school afterwards. So Conan was completely fooled at this point, Kyle. We, we usually don't see him just buy into an alibi like this. Yeah, what's what's wrong with Conan in both of these episodes? Very out of character for him. We then see Conan and the detective boys running during their physical education class. Ayumi tells a tired Ginta to think about something he likes so he won't feel tired. He then thinks about eating some grilled eel. And then continues to run even after they finish their last lap. Mitsuhiko, he really is. (laughs) Defend your dumb son, Kyle. You know, this scene honestly made me start to realize, like, maybe Genta (laughs) is a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Mitsuhiko makes a joke about about him doing an extra lap, and Conan remembers something. After getting home, Conan tells Koguro that he went in an extra train loop... And that he had actually fallen asleep after boarding the train. He says that it takes an hour for the train to loop. And that he actually arrived at 8.45pm. Conan says they'll ride the loop tonight to find out. And Koguro agrees to it. Koguro doesn't remember anything while riding. But says that Sachiko can't be the killer. After all, he's seen her at a coffee shop three times. He clearly knows her too well. Exactly. They're best friends. They're best friends. <laughs> Well, I'm always shocked by Conan, because I don't believe that attractive women can be killers. So I'm always shocked every time a woman commits a crime in Conan. I'm like, wow, no way. Yeah, I can really sense that. You're shocked. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's why I have my eyes on you, Colin. What? Me? Little me? That one was just suspicious. (laughs) No innocence. (laughs) Yeah. Once they loop around and see several children bored that start laughing at Kogoro, Ron talks to them and they say that Kogoro is sleeping yesterday with his mouth wide open and that they threw candy in his mouth. Very normal thing to do. Yeah. Well, what are you? No. You say you wouldn't do this, Kyle, if you no. had extra candy. Somebody was hanging his mouth open. A random drunk guy who's <laughs> passed out on the train. Yeah, I'd put candy in his mouth. Okay. You don't remember what it's like to be a child. Apparently, you wouldn't I guess. draw on his face or something. No, that's too dangerous. Oh, because he could wake up. The candy? Oh what's yeah? What's wrong if he wakes up and he, and he just has some candy? You got free candy. Everybody's happy. And clearly, this can help you solve a case. Yeah, too. So these are good kids. Did you guys notice that one okay. of them looked like Ash Ketchum? No. One of them looked like Ash Ketchum. Okay. Did not realize this. Kogoro remembers the candy, and the kids tell him that they did that at 8 p.m., so Kogoro did actually meet Sachiko at 9 p.m. rather than 8. That means that when Kogoro passed out at the viewpoint, he was only asleep for 10 minutes rather than an hour and 10 minutes, much less embarrassing during a date. Absolutely. I'd fallen asleep for 10 minutes on every single date I've ever been on. And that's how you got married. Yeah. Or engaged he's just taking a micro nap it gives your partner 10 minutes to finally forget about you (laughs) to miss you 10 minutes to leave so you have to pick up the check 
Yeah. You're you're doing them a favor. Kogoro says that he was used for her alibi and that she turned her car clock back an hour. Sachiko had parked where she wouldn't be noticed, used the emergency stairs, and entered that way before killing the victim. She then met Kogoro and hid her bloodstained clothes and gloves in the bag she had. Conan says that she likely disposed of them at the viewpoint. She then changed her car clock back to the correct time. And Mori yells out, How dare she make a fool out of the great detective Mori Kogoro? Damn. I liked, I really like this scene because, one, we have Kogoro actually acting competent and, like, putting stuff together. And, two, we see, like, his pridefulness and uh, how he's, he's actually angry that he's allowed to be duped by this broad. It was good. Yeah, but Kogoro's track record isn't that great. Like, he's been duped before. One of the cases being that hospital case, for instance. Well... He's, he's coming back now. He's sick of it. He's sick you gotta of give him dude. a chance. Okay. Conan then asks Kogoro if he noticed anything out of the ordinary, and the show skips to the next day. Kogoro has brought Meguri with him, and says that her alibi is no longer valid. Sasuke says that it's possible the kids just mistook Kogoro for somebody else, and that they can't accuse her of murder based just off that. Kogoro says that he has evidence, and Conan believes that Mori has the spotlight today, and that there will be no need to knock him out. Finally. <laughs> At last. Kikoro shows off his pen that he picked up and says that it's actually hers. However, while doing this, he loses his balance while leaning on a table and knocks himself out after smashing his face into it. After he falls into a chair, Conan readies his bow tie and remarks, Oh, brother, I guess it's up to me again. Did he really have to do that? Did Conan have to step in? Yeah, he was knocked out. But I mean, Kogoro's knocked out. This is actually like a legitimate reason why Kogoro would have, you know, not been able to do it. I don't think they could just shake like, him away. <laughs> oh, you say you can't do that? Maybe. I don't think so. I just don't just... understand why they didn't wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. So Everyone he's... saw him hit his fucking face Kyle, on the table. deductions <laughs> wait for <laughs> no they one. They just thought he was like... <laughs> I just don't understand. Okay. I didn't see it in when I was watching the episode because I was really confused as to how he got knocked out there. I had to rewatch it like ten times, and then I saw there's a frame where he hits his head. It's very quick, so I, I can see how they didn't notice it. Okay, all right. Conan uh, then explains that the story starts at 8.30 p.m. two days ago as the courier arrived with a package. However, Kazumi couldn't find her seal and signed her name with the pen on the kitchen table. However, it wasn't writing, so she asked the courier to check if there was any ink left. What a weird thing to ask somebody. <laughs> Can you see if there's any ink left in my pen? I'm too lazy to do it. I'm a useless woman. I don't know how to check ink. Can you do that for me, please? Oh, kind oh sir. Uh, Open up my pen. There did wind up being ink in it, so, like, does she just not know how to use a pen? Like, what? what was the issue here? Like, she was having a whole lot of trouble here. Yeah, I feel like these, these problems run deeper. <laughs> <laughs> so there did wind up being ink, and she was able to sign her name. After the courier left, she put the pen on the kitchen table and went back to sleep. She was killed 20 minutes later, and Sachiko picked up the pen afterwards as it had fallen beside the body. She then put it in her pocket, and then when Kegro came into her car, it actually fell out of her pocket and onto the floor of the car, which Kegro picked up. After he dropped his pen. So a whole lot of coincidences to lead to this point. Like, 
50,000 of them that could have gone wrong at any other point. This was way too convenient. I, I didn't really like this scenario. Well, but later on they uh, they talk but, about the alternate plan she had, right? Yeah. But this is what got her caught. So, like, if all these weirdo things didn't happen, she would have never been caught? Perhaps. I don't know. Like, there are, like, these random types of shit, but usually it's caused by something. And not just as random as, like, oh, she couldn't get a pen to write because she doesn't know how to use a pen for some reason. Yeah, it was, a lot of it was left to chance. The fingerprints on the pen show that the courier used it, which proves that she came into the apartment after 8.30 p.m. Sachiko then admits the crime and says that Kazumi was threatening her. One year ago, she unknowingly imported and sold an illegal product. Kazumi found out and blackmailed her for a monthly amount. If she had refused to pay, she w- uh, Kazumi would have gone to the police and made sure that her business couldn't get financing. She didn't want to get blackmailed her entire life, so she killed her. That makes sense, to be honest. So, what would have been so bad that she imported that she didn't know was, like, illegal? Yeah, and, like, that you can't just be like, oh, sorry, I'm just incompetent. Yeah. Like, like it well, doesn't seem like it'd be that big of a deal. What, it was it fucking drugs? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that you couldn't sell heroin, sorry. <laughs> and then she's getting blackmailed by somebody for, like, years. <laughs> oh, man. Sachiko says that she thought everything was over when she ran it into Koguro, but once she realized that he had mistaken the time, she thought she could use him for an alibi. Megari asks her how she had planned on making an alibi if she didn't run into him, and she says that she had set up a video camera in her office window and had taped the store across the street. She was going to tell the police who went in and out of the store at the time of the crime, which is even weirder than like anything else. Because, like, why would you remember specifically who was, like, coming out of a store at 9 p.m.? Like, who who would have that memory? Especially if you didn't know the people. Like, Just, like, how are you going to describe, yeah. like, well, there was this one gentleman wearing a brown trench coat. There's, like, 20 of them, maybe. Like, came in and out. Like, it's just... Yeah, that's very weird. Uh, she then apologizes for her crime and says the rest is as Koguro said. So... After the ending song, we see her get taken away by police. Conan asks her why she didn't kill Kogro when he was asleep. She then says that she has no grudge against him and leaves in the police car. I didn't understand this scene at all because I guess they were trying to, like... I think the intention was to be like, oh, she kind of liked Kogro. But, like, there's no reason for her to kill him. She was helping... He was, like, helping her alibi. Right. Like, how, how would, like doubling your crime and making it even more <laughs> likely that you're going to get caught. Like, I mean, I understand the concept of the question though, because it's like, Oh, okay. He's like witness. So why didn't you want to get rid of him? But the idea of like pitching this as like something sweet that she's thinking, like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. All she's like is I don't hate this guy. I've met at a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not going to fucking murder him. <laughs> Zero sense. No, but I guess they were trying to bring some humanity back to her, saying, well, we see this all the time, Char- like, the characters are put into these circumstances and they seemingly don't have any way out, like, I don't know, I don't think I can condone this murder, but she was being blackmailed, so, I like, what's the alternative? How do you get out of that? 
So I guess what they're they, what they were trying to show is that she still has some morals and is human. But like, what's the? It's not. She's not really showing it very well because all she says is, "Oh, I don't want to kill this guy I've barely ever met." Okay, like we know you're not an indiscriminate murderer. Yeah, but Conan's all about the, the, uh, the psychology behind things, and about like, oh, you're gonna be in jail forever, so you can think about it. You know his speeches. Well, I'm sad we didn't get a big speech in either of these episodes. Uh, Kyle, anime original or a manga adaptation? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with anime original. Two in a row, wow. Bada bing, bada boom. They were bad. You get to catch up double the amount. Oh, is that uh, is that the thing? Yeah. <laughs> you need to get them wrong so you can just not have to. Watch. What does catching up on double mean? Like I have to watch episodes of already seen. Dub. <laughs> no, but you, you have to watch double instead of just watching one episode to catch up this week. Now you have to watch two. So it would have been in his so, uh, favor to get them wrong, is what you're saying. No, because the punishment for if he gets them wrong is that he has to catch up. <laughs> so so it's it's a lose-lose situation. <laughs> or a win-win, depends on how you look at it. So the mm-hmm. uh, next Conan's hint is actress. Do you know who that is, Kyle? Um, Colleen. She's not an actress. Because she's acting like she's having a fun time. <laughs> Damn. Why, I do declare. <laughs> but did you recognize the silhouette? What? Did you recognize the silhouette there, Kyle? Of who the actress is? Oh, the I do declare? Oh, no. Of the act- I'm what so the confused. fuck? I'm so fucking lost. That's why. That's why <laughs> no, they did next kind of 10. Did you recognize the silhouette that they showed? Hard no. No, I wasn't paying that much attention. Who was oh. Do you know who oh, an actress okay. is in Conan besides Yoko uh, Okino? Well, I was going to say Yoko, so no. Okay, think of Conan's family. His what mom? They... Yeah, she's an actress. Oh my god, I totally blanked wow, on that. Wow, three for three, Kyle. <laughs> Conan genius over here. I straight up forgot Conan's mom was an actress. Yeah. I remember his dad being being the author. Yeah, so apparently we're going to see them again in this two-hour special so oh, i'm says, so excited for next week it sounds epic ken ken says too. next week is our first two-hour special and then ron says challenge yourself and solve these two mysteries so it sounds like they just put together two one-hour episodes yeah the two back-to-back <laughs> episodes i couldn't even <laughs> tell what the title of the episode was because it looked like it was two titles of ep- of an episode it's the a cornered famous detective, two big murder cases, two hour special. I was just so lost trying to read it. Also, I don't know Japanese, so. So, what do you think about this second episode, Kyle? Uh, I was very excited. I thought it was going to be something really sweet, like Kogro's getting out into the dating scene. But, like, we didn't see any of that. It straight up was, like, Kogoro stumbling his way through this fucking idiotic odyssey. <laughs> 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 and so I was a little let down. Also, the whole premise of the murder was just fucking whack. So, yeah, I didn't like the ending part at all, but I liked the case for the most part. I thought it was fun, just like 
Kogoro's drunken antics, like, coming back to bite him in the ass, and him being, like, not knowing the time, because he was in a rush, and then, like, drifting in and out of consciousness, and only having bits and pieces to remember from. I thought that was, like, an interesting plot device. Um, I liked, uh, you know, I, I think it's always funny when a woman can use Kogoro to her advantage, because he knows he's just this dumbass when it comes to women. Um, oh, but it's so easy. Yeah, I, I always like that. Like, he got in the, uh, the, uh, what's the Baron thing? The night, in the Night, night Baron, Baron murder case, that one woman was, like, seducing right. him and stuff. So I was like, in those scenarios where he's getting played by a woman. See, that's, that's where I assumed this was going to go. I thought the whole thing was going to be, like, Kokoro's going to be like seduced and it's going to be this like sincere looking relationship and he'll finally like feel happy for like the first time in a while god and it's going to kill really... this poor man yeah i thought it was going to be really sad when we figure out that like oh she's going to be behind like this crime but no he just got drunk he just, just straight up didn't matter <laughs> he had no real affection for her i thought it was better than the the first episode we watched today though for the record i agree same yeah, I like this one better. Uh, so what what are your full, full thoughts on this episode, Colin? I uh, didn't mind it as much, I guess, as maybe uh, Kyle. Like I, I like the time manipulation kind of cases, so this was right up my alley. It was a little weird, I suppose, that the... You also like manipulative women. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Um, and uh, just going back to how... You were looking forward, you guys were looking forward to seeing Kogoro go on a date. It's pretty much like just a major slap in his face, being like, okay, well, this is about as good as it's going to get for you, Kogoro. You get drunk and then fall asleep on your date with uh, some woman that you barely know, that you've hung out with a few times in a cafe. He hasn't even hung out with her, he just like saw her in a cafe like, and hit on her. It's so true. Poor guy. Yeah. But uh, overall, I liked uh, I liked the time time uh, trickery going on. Yeah, both women had a, a female murderer, so we watch out, guys. Yeah, all the women are just gonna kill themselves off, and it's just <laughs> oh gonna be you guys left. We'll have to. Stop. Only, that's true safety for men after all the women start uh, killing each other. So it's like a battle royale of females that's how it is uh so next week we have a two-hour special which i'm not looking forward to writing notes for uh it's the cornered it's gonna be fantastic detective two big murder cases two big murder cases not one big murder cases but two i think i can actually got glasses one big murder case two big murder cases thanks colleen (laughs) All my Sesame Street kids out there know what I'm talking about. So yeah, we have two big episodes next time. The clue is actress. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You can follow the podcast on uh, Twitter, at Case underscore Reopened. Follow Kyle on Twitter, at Spare and Soul. S-E-O-U-L. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Tyler Trees. Colleen's not on Twitter because she's smart. Uh, Unless she are... is secretly. Yeah, secretly on Twitter. 
You'll never know. Uh, you can follow. Wait, I already did that. You can, if you're on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, or whatever, leave us a review. We'll be highly appreciative. We'll read it on the air. We love you. Please review us. Helps uh, other people find the podcast. And we need other people. You're not good enough. No, we love all our fans. <laughs> <laughs> Should have left it. But seriously, we need more people. It's getting it's getting desperate. Um, no, but thanks to everybody that watches. Uh, shout out to Santiago. Shout out to Barcelona. Shout out to Abu Dhabi. Shout out to uh, Hakadate. Shout out to Hanoi. Newtown, Cleveland Rocks, my man, Uh, San Ramon, Corona, not the coronavirus, just Corona, Uh, Aspers, yeah, all the the places, Kyle, everybody's listening, we appreciate it. Hell. (laughs) Shout out to hell. Shout out. That's where where we podcast from. (laughs) Uh, Remember how you were so proud of writing a little outro last time? And then now you're not ending the podcast, Kyle. Do you know what an awkward situation that puts me in? <laughs> Do you want it? I don't want it. But we'll see you all next time. Bye. 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 And remember, one truth always prevails. <laughs>